Welcome everyone to another episode of Full Definition. And here on FD, we are exploring the fullness of life that Jesus talks about when he says the very reason that he came was so that we, that's you and me, that's everyone, everywhere, might have a full life, a life to the full. And we're looking at what does that mean? And how can we get that in our everyday lives? And I'm so excited about this episode. And the reason why I'm so excited is because as I was listening to it, it blessed me. <laughs> and this is what I love about FD. It blesses me. And I know that as you listen to it, it will bless you. That's what I'm praying for. And what we're going to do, we're going to pick up where we left off with Lucy, the amazing Lucy. Yes, I know, I'm sure. If you've listened to the last two episodes, you definitely agree with me. And we're going to be looking at fear. Now, just wrapping things up here. So if you haven't heard the last couple of episodes, go back and listen to them. We're talking about identity fear. And then Lucy unpacked some of her fear toolkit, how, how, what are the things that she does to help her manage the physical, bodily responses to fear. And now we're going to get into some of the other things that we can do to help us on this journey. And you're absolutely going to love it. Check this out. Cool. So we're talking about getting... The we're talking about approach. the multimodal approach. Yeah. So we're talking about starting to fight mm. and getting your body to a state, a state where you're ready to actually be strong enough to have that fight. Yeah. But the interesting thing about it is, you know, we all in our daily lives fight fears yes. anyway. Yes. And, and hopefully... For most of us, we're not in that state of complete chronic anxiety mm. and fear, but we still have to face that. So, so then, how do you um, how do you confront something? Yeah. Um, and I think you have to unpack at the beginning: is this a healthy fear or an unhealthy fear? Mm -hmm. And there are um, there are fears that you should push through, mm -hmm. um, and there are fears that are helpful. Um, and so you need to take that moment and say, you know, is there a little bit of wisdom here? Yeah, um, yeah, maybe yeah. there's some wisdom wrapped up yeah. with uh, something that you don't need that you can let go of and free mm -hmm. yourself from. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then yeah, how do you actually step into that? So we were, we were talking before about the role of friendship yeah. um, in facing your fears. Um, I think, for me, talking about it, it's like it sucks the poison out of it. Yeah. Um, if it's unspoken, if it's only in my head, it has a life and it can morph and it can move. Mm. And when I explain it to somebody I trust, yeah. it's like you're pinning it down and saying, it's, it's this. Wait, it's not quite that. Let's say it again. Oh, it's this. Yeah. And it starts to be smaller because you've started to pin it. It's not, you know, in the shadows. Yeah. It's into... Uh, a place that you can actually see it. Um, and I found it really, it it's taken me until recent years to ask friends for anything. Um, mm. I, I very much wanted to give as a friend, but I didn't really believe that they'd do the same in return. I, mm. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I do know why. <laughs> but uh, um, I had a, a situation recently where um, some friends at work, so there's a little group of us who have been on a training course together for a yeah. year, all women, um, which I I wasn't certain would be helpful. And I was like, why am I being nominated to an all-female talent program? I'm yeah. not sure how I feel about that. Um, and the lady stood up at the beginning. She was like, look, it just makes it easy to make friends. 
I was like, okay, but why do I need friends at work? Oh my gosh, get friends at work. <laughs> so good. These ladies are like the best. Yes. A year down the line, I'm just like amazed by them. And they basically pushed me into doing something that I was afraid of. So it was um, moderating a panel um, of incredibly senior and talented ladies yeah. um, to talk about something. And uh, one of my friends who was there was said to me oh you'll be great I'll, I'll sit at the back and I was like no you sit at the front and she's like no I don't really want to sit at the front I was like I need you to sit at the front I yeah. need your friendly face to be in the front row yeah, yeah, for yeah, me yeah. and I don't think I even looked at her but <laughs> just knowing she was there was amazing yeah. and I think um, the role of friendship in firstly exposing and pulling out what you're really feeling mm. and then pulling people into your experience of, mm. of fighting that is the best I mean you, you don't as a knight go into battle alone you're like cool where are the other knights <laughs> like, come on <laughs> there's a dragon we're gonna get it <laughs> like, team game definitely i love it, I love it. you know the 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 uh, a similar a similar situation so so i, I was reading uh, a few probably now a couple of weeks ago this story in in the bible about the disciples um they, they're, they're off in a boat. So Jesus and the disciples are off mm-hmm. in a boat and they're crossing the sea. And among the disciples, there are expi- experienced fishermen, right? Yeah. So, so these they're guys... They're hardened. They, yeah, yeah, these guys are not like, oh, I've never been to sea and, you know, oh, I don't know what's going on. you mean like me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, I, I know these waters. What's going yes. on? And there is now a storm and they're afraid. So if they're afraid, then it, yeah. it must have been something really severe, right? So mm-hmm. they're not... They're just, not going to be chickened out by yeah, some by, by little, some like mild wind, yeah. right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. and then, but what I really, really love about the story, um, and the way it sort of bugs me, was that Jesus was in the boat mm. and he was sleeping. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to be like, dude, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, you know, the the thing was, but then the the all the questions that that story, because because imagine imagine being in that situation. Mm. You're there and you're seeing these waves coming yeah. and you know, okay, this is starting to look bad. And you're, everybody starts to panic and people are running up the boat. Yeah. You're trying to pull down the sail so you don't get blown up and everybody's struggling there mm. and people are running it. And then everybody trying to keep in the center to try and keep it steady so that we don't get rocked around. And then all of a sudden the way water's coming in and someone yeah. is there, okay, trying to get the water out as it's coming in. And, it's, and then you look back and then one guy is sleeping. It's just, yeah. What? <laughs> you got to say, jeez. <laughs> hey, I mean. <laughs> but you, you know, so you can imagine the whole situation. But I love that Jesus is sleeping. Mm. And the first thing that he says um, to them is like, oh, why is your face so small? Yeah. Why is your faith so small? Yeah. I'm in the boat. I'm in the boat and I'm sleeping okay you take a cue from me and just y'all just sit down because everything that you were doing which was good it was wise it was from your experience and all of that was good but I'm in the boat and so what you needed to do I believe was just say Hey, geez, there's a storm. Should we be worried? <laughs> yeah. And Jesus is like, because he, what does he do? He says he rebuked it. 
I, you know, I interpret that in my mind as Jesus just going, wind, no, no. Yeah. Like when your dog is doing something yeah, you don't exactly, want to do. Exactly. It's like, no, don't, no. <laughs> don't do that. And then everything just comes and it's like, oh, okay, Jesus. Yeah. And then he's just like, look, guys, I mean, I, you know, but, but this is what you're saying about, you know, things that make the difference to us at work, mm. having faith. Yeah. You know, I, I, was, I remember in the previous episode, one of the previous episodes, I was describing this uh, faith, like as, as you can have faith in something, in someone. Mm-hmm. And, and the, it's like a vessel. It's like you, you as a person have an infinite amount of faith that you can pour into all these many different vessels. You can have faith in mm. many things. Right. But without, if there's no, if it's not full, something else occupies it fear and doubt mm. <laughs> so if, if yeah there's no... if you're not if you don't have faith yeah. in god looking after you in this situation you will instead have fear and doubt yeah it's you, not you you so th- that yeah. that occupies so the space is and, it, and it's, it's like you need to be checking like well, am i feeling faith in the right thing yeah <laughs> right is yeah. this so, so that that you have that confidence and it doesn't mean that there won't be a storm but jesus will sleep and see he could just get up and say all right, be quiet. And if he didn't, he was still there. So, like, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's there. If he's there, you're probably like, yes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, um, so, so for me, like, talking to my family at church yeah. about um, about anxiety and how I was feeling mm. was um, incredibly helpful Yeah. Um, because these are people who really know me mm. um who've known me for years yeah, yeah, yeah. um some of them are older and wiser and they could speak scripture to me over yeah. things yeah. um as well as give practical advice like yes. don't do x you know <laughs> <laughs> don't do that don't have to oh do i not have to no <laughs> don't go to that event yeah 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 yeah. oh okay <laughs> look at you you're shaking at the thought of it like okay well we'll go and mm. and sometimes you know there are yes. sometimes um when you're really afraid it becomes easy to pray because you're just like whoa this is definitely out of my comfort zone i cannot humanly deal with this at all and yeah. you go straight to yeah. the source yeah but sometimes you think i'm gonna handle it myself and mm. i don't know why we do this you know it's pride <laughs> or arrogance or just darn stupidity like (laughs) i don't know we get distracted confused blinded um and sometimes particularly when it's a fear about ourselves or Mm. who we are or whether we're good enough it it feels even worse right it's even harder to pray about the really really deep fear which is why you know for me sometimes you can unravel it through a couple of steps you know you, you still want to get it to the point where you really really are praying about it yeah. but how do you start how do you start that you know when you just don't want to pray yeah um so yeah friends at church writing writing down a prayer is mm. so powerful mm-hmm. you know and and um i've literally written prayers that just like letters dear god <laughs> da 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 and then i've written I, I did one once and I just wrote at the end, love Lucy. And then I was like, amen. <laughs> and I just remember God being like, no, love Lucy is like pretty much what the amen is. Like, that's, that's, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. got that, that same sentiment. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, you, you can sort of, 
you can lose your train of thought in your mind, right? You can, yes. it can morph and change, yeah. um, and and you lose that conversation that you're having with God. But mm. writing is really helpful. And so I guess we've just we've we've sort of covered a lot. Really, we have covered a lot in this time, looking at fear and primarily we trying to look at how do we have less so how do we fear less of the mm. unhealthy kind yeah and and you know this unhealthy kind of fear right yeah. um another way to understand it is as dysfunctional fear mm. so fear that isn't really true yeah and um when i faced you know this this spell of massive anxiety once i'd done the should we say the physical work to get to a point where i could really start to talk about it mm going back to your childhood is really really helpful yeah so um for me when i was very young unfortunately uh, a lot of my mom's immediate family passed away i mean it was it was like bang bang quick succession really brutal time yeah so i i didn't understand that as a child right anything that happens when you're really really young Mm. particularly up to about age six if you don't understand it you will create a mental shortcut for it Mm. and it will shape a belief for a long time Mm that sometimes in adulthood starts to cause weird weird problems, weird behaviours. Yeah. And so when I say it's a dysfunctional fear, mm. um, it's one where when you say, but why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why do you do that? You sort of come to the end of it and you just think, I, I don't know, but I clearly can't do that. Mm. So I, mine was manifesting at work with not asking for help, right? I, yeah. I thought it was the end of the world if I asked somebody for help. I, I was terrified of asking for help and I was terrified wow. of something going wrong. Yeah. Now, I was... I. I'm pretty competent. So I'd, I'd got to a certain point without asking for help. And yes. with, you know, but it, I'd kind of capped out on that <laughs> as, <laughs> as we all do, right? We yes. all need help. Yes. Um, but I was completely paralyzed by it. Mm. And um, you go back to childhood and you say, right, all these people died. Mm. And little three-year-old, four-year-old Lucy is surrounded by grieving adults whose lives are falling apart. Mm. Right? And I was the only child. So it's just me. What is the most loving thing that I could do for my parents? And there was no one else left Mm. um, at that time. It was to be really good, Mm. to never need anything, to never ask for help. So I learned this pattern that I should be really the good girl, you know, do do all my homework Mm. on time, everything perfectly. Um, and, And also this sort of deep suspicion that if I did ask for help, maybe something terrible would happen because they you know the family was they'd all died right it it was it was a really difficult thing so when you start to realize that you can start to as an adult say well this fear i have of asking for help Mm. is is dysfunctional and when i see myself doing it now i trigger it in my brain and i go oh i'm i'm playing that game and i i don't hate myself for it i'm not i'm not fighting with force against that fear i'm not being like just face your fear and try harder, you know, yeah. just ask for help. Yeah. Because instead I'm looking at myself compassionately and saying, well, little Lucy mm. learnt this yeah, yeah, and yeah. we love little Lucy mm. and she did her best, yeah. but she, we're now going to unlearn back to what you said before, yeah, right? Yeah, You're yeah, going to yeah. unlearn how I did it. Yeah. Um, unlearn that pattern and say, wow, you know what? It's actually now unloving to mm. try and do everything by myself and exclude other people at work. Yeah. That's not very nice. <laughs> and actually now, with Big Lucy, the yeah. loving thing to do is to ask other people to get involved with things yeah. and ask for their opinion on things yeah. and, you know, lean on others. Oh, I love um, this. And 
this idea that you know you face your fears sounds mm-hmm. very aggressive, mm-hmm. but sometimes it looks very different. Um, so child is, childhood and the experiences we have in childhood are extremely powerful. And telling your the story of your childhood to another person mm-hmm. uh, and hearing it out loud can really help to unpack that. Yeah. Um, and I would encourage people to do that in therapy if that's an option for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was very... I thought I had failed when I first got a therapist. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was a, so a useless true. person. Yeah. And now I'm like, this is great. <laughs> we should do this. Everybody should do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'd also say is, um, you know, so, so that experience in childhood can be immensely powerful for you. Mm. But in some sense, it doesn't matter what your childhood is. Mm-hmm. It will be immensely powerful yeah. um, and it will cause problems. So we had this lovely um, girl at work who just she was so sweet. Um, we were doing like group uh, coaching. So, yeah. so this little group on this training course of uh, women. Um, where we sat maybe five of us and we were taking it in turns to talk about something at work we're struggling with and then the others in the group would try and help and this uh, this young woman said um, that she had a colleague who was basically giving her unsolicited negative feedback so yeah. sort of turning around behind the desk and being like oh you did this wrong and she was finding it very very hard to deal with very very stressful mm-hmm. and people were asking her questions about this, what was going on and giving her advice and this went on for a little while and mm-hmm. after about five or ten minutes I just stopped them and said you know Tell me, tell me about your childhood. Mm. And she just went, like, her whole face changed. And she was like, oh, my childhood was wonderful. You know, I was, I was the second youngest of five. And if we had any problems at school, we'd all sit together in the lounge and we'd take it in turns and they'd all help me to, to deal with things. And I was like, wow, what an idyllic childhood. Mm. You know, what a great parenting. Yeah. Guess what? Now you can't deal with stuff on your own. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're a parent thinking, wow, like I am, I am failing my child, like, don't worry. <laughs> Even if you do a great job, it'll mean something they're going to have to deal with later. right? Yeah, so it yeah, doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. Um, but under- going back for yourself mm. and understanding your um, pattern as a child, even if it was idyllic, mm. um, is it set your expectations for the world. Mm. Um, and sometimes we have to relearn them, you know, like you when you go to uh, from uh, school to university and they say everything you learned about this subject before that's all wrong <laughs> we're <laughs> yeah. gonna do it we're gonna reteach yeah, yeah, you it yeah, properly yeah, yeah. now and yeah, it's a bit yeah, more yeah. complicated than that it's exactly the same for us and our, <laughs> our emotions and our fears that we've built up where you go mm. relearn yeah, it's yeah, yeah, actually yeah. not that um <laughs> and i think that's such a, a fascinating um experience of the human life yeah. right that yeah that we are a collection of personality and DNA and situations mm. and family and all of these things bubble together. Yeah. But then we have free will. Yes. So then we get to take our collection of stuff we've been given mm. and choose what to do with it. Mm. And, and whatever your childhood was, right? Yeah. However traumatic, mm. um, whatever you're in right now, whatever you're afraid of, whether it's, you know, it seems impossible or not, mm. you still get to choose to start yeah. breaking that apart, to yeah. start, you know, healing your body, mm. to start um, bringing it before God mm. and saying, is this, is this real? Is this not real? You know, yeah. who do you say I am? Will you protect me? Yeah. Um, and then just unpacking when it triggers again and again, say, hmm, maybe I'm going to change. Mm. Maybe I'm going to grow. Yeah. I love that. And and the last thing 
I will um, use your touchstone, but I think is absolutely just essential is love. In mm. dealing with our fears, love is absolutely key. It, mm. If I mean, the power of love and the power of knowing you are loved in the moment as you are exactly, completely, 100% seen so there are no secrets and still loved mm-hmm. is just... I mean, what, what, is, what, is, what does that do? <laughs> how, does that, how does that transform us? Our I mean, experience I still, of this life. It sounds silly. I still find it hard to believe. I actually still mm. find it honestly quite hard to believe how much God loves me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I've... I've almost had to learn to see myself through his eyes mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm so hard on myself yeah. and I'm, I'm so like, I'm, you know, when I have a fear, I'm just have to dig in and try harder. Yeah. Um, dig your heels down. And yeah. Fight your fears. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's just really gritty. And then <laughs> you think about who we really are. Like mm. We really are little children. I mean, we really are like brushing our teeth with mascara brushes <laughs> and like spilling things. Like we really are a mess. <laughs> yeah. And yet, mm. that's, God loves us so. Mm. Um, what do you have to be afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lucy. It's just been fantastic. I'm going to call it here but you guys you know I mean this just has been unbelievable whatever ever you're going through whatever fears you have in your life Mm. just don't go through it alone (laughs) you know the the power of friendship Mm -hmm. friendship at work listen people is is not is not overrated it's underrated (laughs) we need it and it's, it's really important um, and love just completely blows all this stuff out. It, it, it gives you the safety as well within which to, to confront these fears, like an environment of love um, filled with love, genuine love is just transformation of life giving. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. Thanks, Serge. <laughs> love you, man. <laughs> I love you too. You see, Lucy is amazing, right? Just so good. And I just feel like there might be one or two people listening, or maybe more, who, when we're talking about Jesus being in the boat, you kind of were like, oh, that's really, I want to be able to sort of do that, like just check up and see, should I be worried about this storm? Or, Or there maybe have someone in the boat who can calm the storm that you're going through now. And it may be that you're, you just never, you've never done it. And it's really simple. It's really simple. Or it may be that you, know, you have Jesus on your boat, but he, you've told him to stay in one cabin. And the amazing thing about Jesus and how he loves is that it's always our choice. He only comes wherever we invite him in. And so it's really easy. You can just say, Jesus, come into my boat. And that is come into my life and be with me as I face the storms of life. And it's that easy. <laughs> Isn't it great? So good. And if you did that, and if you do that in a meaningful way, I would just advise you, if you don't have one on your phone, just download a Bible app, open it up to Matthew, and start reading. 
you know, read at a pace that works for you and see, see who Jesus is. See what he was like. He is dope. Trust me. And I pray for everyone listening that the peace of the Prince of Peace, as Jesus, will be with you, will guard your hearts and minds in this time. Amen.